Welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. I'm here with my friend Byron Clear. Hello, how are you today, Mr. DeRosa? I'm good. We've had like we had like a two hour kiki. <laughs> I got here like seven o'clock and it's like nine p.m. already. We had the show off yeah, the show. We <laughs> had yeah, we've had a two hour kiki. Um, Byron and I just got finished doing a show. Um, we were uh, producing a show together. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Byron is a television producer, like I am. We um, both. Work in TV, and but Byron has very a very different path than I had getting to television. <laughs> so I want to talk t- um, to you about that. So yeah. basically, um, you want to know my origin story? Yeah, I want to hear. I want to go like throw it back. <laughs> I mean, we kikied about today, and I'm up to date on what your life is right now. So I don't need to hear that. But I wanna, I want to throw it back to like where you grew up, mm-hmm. how you started to get into football, absolutely, and. All that kind of stuff. So you grew Absolutely. up in the South, right? I grew up mostly in the South. So a little bit about me as I'm a former military kid. So I grew up in 13 different places. Uh, my father was in for 27 years. I have a twin brother. Um, I always forget that you have rounds. a twin. I forgot about that you have like a twin. I have an evil twin brother out there. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a, 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 a suit and tie guy working in D.C., uh, and you know, it was just the two of us growing up together. So we would travel all around and he was my best friend through it all. So yeah. No other siblings, right? Uh, just- actually two older half siblings, but we didn't grow up with them. So literally like the immediate person who I've looked to is my brother. Your brother. All Are the you same grade identical twins thing. or fraternal? We're fraternal. So I like to say I am the Lenny to his, I don't know, who's a really uppity black person that I can kind of <laughs> <run from. laughs> uh, Maybe like, um, Michael Strahan. How about okay, that? All right. All right. Like suit and tie put together. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm wearing like torn up jeans and yeah, like really yes. crazy afro hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, who is older, you or him? My brother's older by a minute. So a my minute. mom had just a section and we just popped Bowdy. on out. My, I, right? Like do it as you will. Like, right? <laughs> my mom was like, I'm not pushing yeah, like, these outie, things out like, of me. Outie. You just need to cut them out. <laughs> yeah. Like we're at, like it's, it's a wrap on this. Like we're, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you... As a kid, were you very athletic as a child? We were. You're so, very tall. To paint the I, picture of who you are, <laughs> like I, you're extremely tall. How tall are you? I'll give you my grinder profile. I am six three. I am probably like a hundred. Actually, two hundred pounds. Uh, and I have a crazy wingspan. So yeah, there, very long arms, thing. very long legs. Yes. And yeah, I'm just like I'm a tall individual. I'm taller than most. You need to do runway. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I tell you this all the time, but like you need to be a runway model. I am too fat for runway. No, you're not. <laughs> I like to eat. That's I like, like not true at all. I mean, you. I, I, we like to eat. I, you know, you like to eat I like, like to I eat. do, but like you're not too fat. I, I like to. I do work out, so my things yes, you are do. Tight you have now. like a beautiful body. Thank like you, you sir. need no, but like I'm keep, try to keep you need together. to just do run. Like, you're doing. We're we need it's happening. <laughs> I do the runway every day on the street, the I, mean right, streets of New York. No, I was like, like literally, I forget who it was. I was with is like someone was like, you're walking so fast, and I was like, yes. listen, I have a stretch of runway right now. Like you need to let me. Remind me to show you the video of me walking on Fire Island down the boulevard, and I didn't realize that I like I 
tend to do the the one foot in front of the other oh, type no. situation. Uh, yes, as like you should. Naomi. One, as you should, like as yourself, <laughs> like with this body, but then also like as you should because like that's what I do, and like I'm it's nowhere near spirit. as tall or beautiful as you. So you it's like Linda, it, I could be yeah, Naomi. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> like that's what you should be doing all the time. It, it gives me such joy to just strut no, down I was the street. I was like, I could like, take runway walking classes. Like, why not? Like, I was thinking about that today on my way here. I would totally do it at a heartbeat. But you I need, feel like you I've need learned to literally to, do it. Yeah. I, I have I have a walk, and someone had to call me out and film me on it to make me understand that I have a certain walk, and it is very runway. And like, people make money off of that, so which that is, is what true. you should be doing. My mother's very disappointed. She said we could be having a whole other side hustle that you're not tapping into. That, I agree with your mother. <laughs> uh, like we as you're, like I also think this. Frida Clear wants to pimp me, and so you're do like, you. Yes. Like why don't we? <laughs> Like, I need to do it. I just like, haha, funny, but like, I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> like, this is real. Like, I'm not just like doing this to, as a joke. Well, a little, you should do a little it. story about me, Chris. I was once a child model. Really? Um, in my teens. And I got burned by it. Like, I, I guess you get like the no. And yeah, you just and think so it's you were like upset. you get insecure about it. Yeah. And I think once I got behind the camera and behind the scenes, I found the control it's and so the much power better. behind yes. that. Um, so it's a little harder for me now to get in line with the cattle and to be like oh yeah, yeah that it, it is hard it's hard but i again i won't knock it till i try it i'm still open to the idea of making a shit ton of excuse can i curse yeah oh, you can oh, make, absolutely yes <laughs> oh my god are you kidding me little another thing for me playing football i have this the mouth of a oh sailor. i d- w- don't worry <laughs> just you'll see um so i need to get on my side hustle and i probably should just walk into somewhere and see if i can make some money be I like yo just, there's yeah. no excuse even Dorinda. Like Dorinda Nedley told me that I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like Dorinda. Exactly. I should do it. Paid boots. Paid like paid boots. boots. I could leave this cruel television world yeah, behind. Like paid <laughs> boots for being your goddamn self. Oh my god. Anyway. Just okay. be- pretty hurts. So you were a child model. I was not a child model. <laughs> uh correction. I was a, a, an aspiring child model Got and it, it didn't work out for me. Um my parents, I think it was also to me being in the South and you know, being you know, my parents are from the Midwest, you know, like, oh, we have this black kid and we want him to do sports. We want him to do things that are certain, yeah. like, you know, school. And it's the South, sports. so it's like football is such a big deal. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, going, kind of backtracking, I did grow up in the South predominantly. And, you know, mostly when I grew up, I was playing basketball and track. So I was always an athlete. Me and my brother yeah, both like them legs. sports. <laughs> yeah. Legs. And then um, that upreach. Yeah. <laughs> that upreach. Doing them layups, yeah. Doing the most. Yeah. Um, but my brother was always the more serious athlete. I just happened to be very blessed. I hate the word blessed. Very lucky to have the natural ability to play sports, but I yeah. never really had a serious passion for it, which is like still to this day is very bizarre to me that I did what, what I you was did. Do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so my brother and I, we played with each other. He was always a far more superior athlete, constantly compared to him. I was like a very angry adolescent, and I think that just added to it. Um, and so yeah, I played all the way throughout my probably into like ninth grade. I was a basketball track basketball track and then my ninth end of my ninth grade year I was always supposed to play football and they were just yeah. kind of like why why don't you play football like why don't you do it? I was like well that's Brandon's sport I don't want to hit people I don't do this I don't did do he that. play basketball and track too no he did basketball football and track he did okay. all of so, those. So you were together with all, like, yeah. So you're like with him all the time, right? Like, it's like you're at school together. You're doing <laughs> the other. You're getting picked up. You're like riding the bench. Yeah. While he's on the floor. Yeah. That kind yeah. of scenario. Um, but I was also my parents. To my parents' credit, though, for all the the pushing of sports, they did help let me tap into my abilities. So like, because I was like more of a performer and an artist and like jolly things. So they yeah. allowed me to go down that route and to feed into my obsession with uh, uh, tabloid magazines. Yeah. 
That's what I would do when I wasn't playing sports. As one does. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean why, who why are we here? Like, why are we here um, on this earth? Like, to not <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, by the time I got to my ninth grade year, like, I was approached to play football, and we were in New Orleans at the time. So, this is right, actually right before Hurricane Katrina occurred. Okay. This, so, that's the whole other story to that. Um, and then my ninth grade, tenth grade year, my tenth grade year, they finally convinced me to play football, and it was the first time I hit somebody, and I was like, wow, that, that's kind of fun. It was really sick and kind of twisted. And I started playing football, and then my brother and I started getting all these looks and everything like that. And then my father got transferred. So we left from New Orleans and moved to Virginia one month before Hurricane Katrina hit. So, like, dodged a bullet, literally. Dodged a bullet, sold the house, sold it. My dad convinced the people to get hurricane, excuse me, flood insurance. The, the, the entire home went underwater. The whole thing. The whole like, thing. Like, uh, submerged. To the roof. It was a two-story house. It went all the way up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I still think of that. I'm like, It's also weird. Fuck. Like, I can't fathom it. I can't like, fathom it Like, these either. videos, especially with, like, Irma and all this stuff, where it's, like, it's the highway, and then there's the water all the way up to, like, where the signs are that you drive under, to, yeah. like, on the highway. Oh, I'm yeah. like, where does the water go? How is it there? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. It, like, geographically does not make sense to me at all. And, well, you know, and also New Orleans, too, the levees broke. So that was a yes. whole other issue other than just the flooding. Um, and so, you know, basically, yeah, our, the entire place that we knew went underwater. Yeah. Just so fucked up because all of our friends lost homes and school went underwater. It was just yeah. like, crazy. But yeah, we left there, moved to Virginia, played in Virginia for a year, like a high football. school high school football. Um, still did the track thing a little bit. From there, then we moved to Alabama, and Alabama is where things started to really take a turn. Um, so moving I love to- that you're. Oh, it's just so easy doing this with you because like, I don't have to like I don't have to like, drive it at all because you're like a television producer. You know already what I want you to say. Am I producing myself? No, no like yes, but like it's good because like it's there's people that do it. Like there's people that do it. Like Dorinda's really easy to do. Yeah. My friend, um, uh, Amy Shea Jacobs, like Bethany's party planner. Oh, I love um, her. Yes, yes. she was okay. really easy because she was like, I already know what you want me to say, so I'm just gonna say it. And I'm like, oh, I can just sit back and listen to your story. Cool. Anyway, continue. Um, so yes, I landed in Alabama, and it's Hoover. Alabama to be specific so yeah. Hoover is known for football and that's pretty much it yeah it's like very sad like Friday, Friday night, night lights, lights. exactly yeah. it's that to a T there's nothing outside of football the town is like right outside of Birmingham Alabama so literally it's just football that's all yeah. they've ever had other than Michael Jordan playing for the the minor league baseball team that was there nothing has come through Hoover Nothing. Yeah. Um, so except the, for Byron Clear. Except for Byron Clear. <laughs> um, so when the time we moved there, it was like right when um, we were like uh, we were going into our senior year. So my parents were like, "Okay, you have one or two choices. We're not paying for school, so you can get that out of your head." Okay. Like, okay. So you're either going to get an academic scholarship or you're going to get an athletic scholarship, and we're like, "Holy fuck!" So we have to figure this shit out. It, it was like really kind of like the pressure group was on. My parents like, "Okay, not paying for shit. Two of you at school. Yeah, you're doing like, you're like you know, no." Um, so anyway, so we went to Hoover and we, they recruit, they kind of rec- not recruited us. What's the word I'm looking for? My grandmother went to look at the school along with me, my brother, my mom, my dad. Wait, this is a high, this is what time is this? This is a high school. So this was in 06. Okay. So this is a high school and you're recruiting you to go to the high school. In a way. Yes. I don't, I, I hate using the word recruit because it makes it sound very illegal, but we So this literally, wasn't the public high school that you would have been like going to? Uh, probably not. Okay. So my dad was getting transferred there, like partially. So when he went there, we were like, "Oh, okay." Um, so it just so it's happened. It's so foreign to me because of my little town. Like you just went to the whatever, like district, like whatever township <laughs> of the city yeah. you lived in. Like you, that's the school that you went to, and like 
there was no private schools. That's crazy. Like it's just like not a thing because like our schools were small enough to be private schools and they were public. Wow. So it's like, well, our I don't. School, I don't have this whole like, oh, I chose where I wanted to go to high school, but or like, oh, I went to middle school, then high school, and all this stuff. I was like, we all went to the. I went to <laughs> third grade through twelfth grade in the same school with the same people my whole life. That's so it's insane. like that to me is like ins- this is so foreign to me. So that is yeah. foreign to me. Yeah, but I think like and also to my parents. So my parents, to their credit, I always say this about them: they sacrificed a lot for us to yes. get be afforded the opportunities we were able to get. I can. Yeah, we lived in a like a one bedroom apartment going to Hoover High. And my mom quit her job in yeah. Virginia. We moved to New Orleans, uh, excuse me, we moved to uh, Alabama. She quit her job. My dad was going back and forth between the school that was in um, Alabama to Virginia because he was still doing both jobs. So we basically had a home in Virginia. We were living in a one-bedroom apartment in Alabama. And so we were to go to this school, to go to this yeah. program that was number one in the nation at the time by Sports Illustrated. The number one nation in the, excuse me, the number one program in the entire country. Country. So we got to the program. So you know, they recruit you, like your grandma goes. You were in saying your grandma goes, like like ever. It's like in um um the Blind Side when they like yes. go and they like all go see the schools exactly yeah. like that. Um, and they convinced us, and my grandma's like, "Oh my god, this place is amazing! It's like a little college." And so we were coasting to go to school. It was the best decision ever, but it was literally like a small fucking college. I had never been through a program where you know we went away for two weeks for football camp, and yeah. we would have practices. Like we'd have three a day practices. Like every single day for 14 days, like it was insane. Like they, the, the kids yeah. who've been coming up in the program have been playing football since the age of like three. All of them together. So my brother and I coming in, we were very much so the interlopers. They were like, "Who are these fucking twins? Yeah, like, fucking who are they? Like, yeah." And so we got there, and it was a lot of jealousy. And I feel when like we got it's very there. like pedigree and like shit like that. It's oh, a lot, yeah. of, and like families grooming their kids to do this thing like their whole lives. And you two were like, "Oh, I guess I'll like go to the school." Like, <laughs> just like, like it's like fine. Yeah, right? Like so, yeah, and that's pretty much. And but also to backtrack the year before we got there the program the show the school was documented by mtv yeah and the name of the show was called two a days so that's which how i remember <laughs> like being on tv when i was like young watching mtv i remember the show which is still I so know, fucking i don't know crazy if i ever i like i watch it here and there i feel like yeah. but like it was so funny like i remember the promos like like verbatim remember the promos i still I, that still doesn't compute for me like i really think it's like it feels like an other another life to me yeah but so we had saw the program on MTV before we went to the school. So if from my brother and I, we were like, oh, fuck. Like, this is a serious program. My parents are like, yeah. And then my mom's like, what about the academics? And my dad's like, oh, it's a football powerhouse. So all those things aligned. The stars aligned. We got into the school. Um, and then by the time we got there, so again, we were rated number one going into the – so in football, people, just to give you a little – little note of to what how this, how this works you're ranked by your team from the season before, before you going into to the, the season that you already season. have yes. they project that you're going to be something so they projected us to be number one when we came into the program my brother and i again were the new kids on the block we had a lot of hype around us so when we were there espn was there covering the school sports illustrated was there we were on the front cover of uh, sports illustrated really for our program like crazy shit like that which again is mind-boggling because i was like we're just trying to get scholarships like where yeah what is all i'm just like here shit? i'm just showing up and you're like <laughs> yeah. yeah and no, then- so it's like very like fame like it's like a, a it's like a monicum of fame that like yes you get just from being yourself at this at this point, right? Absolutely, like, and it was and it was foreign to us too because you know again, we were we've always played sports, we've always been athletic, and we've always had the ability to kind of showcase a little bit because we were always taller than most people and everything, but not 
to this level. level. Like it was something really crazy. I was like, I'd never been to a place where there were lights, camera action 24 seven on this school. And it was like a sight to see. Cause it's like you, when I went to Clemson and we'll get to Clemson, but being at Hoover, was on a whole other plane. Like Clemson pales in comparison to what we what yeah. was. Um, so anyway, say so we got to school and so a lot of the teammates felt like you know, there was a bit of resentment towards my brother and I because they were like, You haven't been through all the shit. Yeah, like that you've I've been like through. been like fucking like slinging shit for like ever. Exactly. Like to get here and like was like the best in my class and the best in this and you two just fucking walk on. Like it's like, like Come in and you're also your... like, What there's cameras? So like, <laughs> right? Like it's like you're kind of just like, What the fuck's going on? And they're like, What do you mean what's going on? You yeah. don't even know. Like you don't even know why you're here. Like, right? Like you come in because at the time I had red hair. Like you come in with your fucking red hair <laughs> and your brother and you know, like we were like so literally like it was a, a, a like definitely just it came it was just like the quickest tailspin of things to happen yeah so anyway so is two a days the show still happening at this point um yes and no they were thinking about coming back for another season so there was talk about like there was a lot of hoopla like a lot of things came out about our football coach which i'm sure people can look it up online but he had like a whole other family in another county oh, and he messy. was and that's because the show came out so that people like so people yeah. so he was oh, a little like before people know not to do yes. that yes because oh. your shit always comes to the yeah. light when also like people are like oh that's your life like what <laughs> like, yeah. okay so, so yeah their family so um he was kind of on the fence about whether or not he wanted the program to be on the, the show show again so anyway so they brought they chose to bring it back mtv came down and they started saying okay now we need to find the new cast members like who are the main players so they started looking at the you know the people who were there the prior was season the before sh- was the show kind of like following their lives or was it just following football no it followed the lives outside of football so it really like you were, like there a, would be home follows like if you exactly. would yeah yeah, and okay. it was kind of like a thing. It really was kind of like Friday Night Lights, like that okay. whole program. Got it. Um, so anyway, so yeah, they, so the, they chose my brother and I to be a part of it because they were like, oh, they're the new kids. They're the new kids in what town. What did they say? They came up to you and were like, yo, do you want to be on the show? Or they like what? They basically said, so they took us to the side. They interviewed us, and they just wanted to get to know who we were yeah. and like what, 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 where we were in the recruiting process for colleges because that was a whole other thing. Um, and they just really enjoyed talking to my brother. They're like, you guys are cool kids, and you guys have like a military background, so you've been all over the place. And you're like the outsiders coming in because you're going to stir shit up already. Because exactly. you're like, your presence is oh, stirring shit up. Drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with me, and I had a conversation with him. I said, look, I don't want to be a main player. I just didn't want to be a main player. I was like, that's not something I really want to do. Because I had a passion for, for reality television since the age of like, I can probably like six years old, I was watching shit that I probably shouldn't have been watching. Yeah. But I got the game. My brother really didn't. He was like very trusting, kind of naive to the whole process. And so I said, look, I'll be a supporting player to my brother, but you, he could be like the main player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're- You're like the friend of the housewives and exactly. he's like- And he's holding an apple. Yes. Oh my God. I what's, Wait, what's her name? Um, uh, Marlo Hampton. I'm yes. like the Marlo Hampton, minus yeah. all the like the scamming and shit yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, so like, they, <laughs> I'm totally Marlo. Um, <laughs> so basically, you know, my brother became a main player on the show. They came down, they filmed all the promos and they, you know, brought it in and they were like getting ready for the new season. And then midway through when we were about to start a season, I broke my tailbone. Um, like clean up and the coaches were like do you need a tampon like you're just a pussy blah 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 and I was like I can't fucking walk so you can call what you want to call it I can't fucking walk yeah. so I broke my my tailbone and I was like fuck this is gonna fuck with me getting recruited this is gonna fuck me getting scholarships um I had a yellow um yellow butt pad that I had to walk around with on my first day of school like my first month of school with a roller book bag so I had this bright yellow donut with a roller book bag walking down the hallways and I was like who is this motherfucker like yeah <laughs> 
So all that was going down. And then again, we had the show on us at the same time. So you know, that that added pressure of like having to go film after having like a six hour practice and training in the morning and going to school and taking advanced class. It was a lot. It's yeah. a lot of shit. It was crazy. It was demanding. And I think uh, when the show started airing, it aired at the same time we were actually still going through it. So we could see ourselves on television. Oh, it was you were still filming while it was airing. Yes. Because they, they wanted to get it out because you, you want to see the season as it unfolds. And oh, you yeah, don't yeah, want, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we were kind it's of like, like time sensitive because of the because of the they want then people to then watch your show and then go watch the game. Like they want you to then watch like go to the game that week. Exactly. You don't want to ruin the surprises. Yeah. Of like, oh, did they or didn't they finish number one? Or so yeah. they were trying to get ahead of it. So we were kind of ahead of our time in that way where it was basically like playing out in real time. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, my brother had a really tough time with it. And with me, I was always very happy that I was like, oh, fuck, like I'm really starting to dig what this is. I mean, they're master manipulators. They're getting story out of like all this bullshit that's going on. And I was really fascinated by it. Yeah. I found it to be so cool. I was already involved with like the television network at my school. So I was like the first black anchor at the school. Nice. I was like, that's crazy. Paving the way. Um, you know, I tried. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I was just like, I remember at one point, maybe like midway through us filming the show and the program and all this stuff, I was like, look, this sounds like really crazy. I want to do what you do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but can I just like get in and you guys teach me what you know? about television and yeah. reality specifically. I'm not care I don't care about scripted. I don't want to be a movie star. I don't want to fucking direct movies or anything. I want to do reality television. And they looked at me like I was batshit crazy. They were like, you're seeing all of this transpire, right? You're seeing that your brother wants to basically kill us, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck him. I don't trust yeah. you. <laughs> I did it. Um so yes, yeah, so I befriended them. We became really cool. And so I found myself like kind of aligning myself with them over the course of us going into our season and we started losing and, uh, you know, the, the program quickly started to go unraveling. The coach's secret started coming out the closet with his secret family and his secret child. And so messy. And they lived in a town right next door <sighs> and she would be at the games and we was like, oh, well, that's just a family friend. It was like his, he was mistress his side bitch. And his, yeah. and his kid who's the same age as his oldest son. Scandalous. Scandalous. Oh, yes. That's like beyond. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, That's like beyond. It was crazy. So, you know, again, going through that program and going through all those things, we came out the other side of it. My brother and I were very lucky. We ended up both with 25 scholarships each to like colleges, like full-fledged scholarships. And I came out of it thinking like I fucking hate football. (laughs) Yeah, you're like – Right? Like, I, over it. I was over it. I liked, I loved hitting people. As sick as that sounds, I loved that aspect. But outside of that, it di- didn't really do anything for me. My brother was always the athlete. He was always the more superior athlete. Yeah. Like, that was his thing. I was just the... Along the, for the ride, right? Along for the ride. I like to say I was the artist who fell into playing a sport. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, after we basically wrapped up our time there at Hoover, we moved on, and then we went to our official visits, like, whatever... Ended up at Clemson. But that's a huge, that's like a huge deal, right? Like, that's like a big thing. I mean, probably not there because everyone's doing it, but like in the scheme of like the world, like you going to the school and then like going to these, all these visits and all this shit, that's like, yeah. and it's like the blind side when they're all coming to his house <laughs> and knocking on the door and then they like come in and then she has like the, she has like the, the cup, like yeah. the, the Maryland yeah. or what, what is it? I forget which one the it terrapins. was. The Terrapins. Are you talking about the Maryland Terrapins? It might have been that or it was like the. Oh, Miss. 
What was the school? No, Ole Miss. It was Ole Miss. Miss? Was her, okay. Was her school. Yes. And he's like, and he's like, great Ole Miss. Remember, she's like, that's an Ole Miss cup, and she's like, yeah, it is. Remember, like, <laughs> yeah. So they're like courting you guys basically to go to to go to to play football for college. Pretty much. Was this ever? This was never a question because you were like, I want to, I want an athletic scholarship to pay for my college. It pretty much what like we we teetered with the idea of going for academics, but we knew in our heart of hearts it was just gonna be easier to get athletic yeah. scholarships. But our parents, to their credit, again, they were helping the coaches send out our tapes to colleges and doing all that stuff. So our top five schools ended up being Clemson, Stanford, UCLA, Vanderbilt, and Syracuse. And did you, were you going to do this together no matter what? Or did you, were you like, we'll see? Y- yes. So at the time, my dad got deployed to Iraq. So it was like a very terrible time because yeah. it was like the, the height of the war. So, right. So it was like insane. Um, and so we decided that for my mother's sake, that it would just be easier for us to go to the same school because she wouldn't have to choose to see like which kid she was going to go yeah. visit. We just, and know. weirdly, like you, because of the football aspect, like you can kind of do that. Yeah. In right. A way. Like you can like barter, like you can kind of barter with them. Yeah. yeah. And it took me a lot longer because I've always been very independent from my brother and again I was a very angry teen like we can go there's a whole other scenario to that but um you know I feel like I needed my brother a lot more than I thought I did and I think you know given the fact that my dad was going away my mother was going to be wherever she was you know so when we were looking at schools it really was kind of like the natural choice but like oh if we could just do another three to four years together like fuck why not yeah you know and my mother was really like relieved happy about about that yeah yeah, she's like I would never say that but um, so yeah, so we lowered it down to the schools. I thought I was going to Stanford. I had it in my head. I met the new coach. She was like, cool as shit. I was like, I'm going to Stanford. Like who would turn down an Ivy league school? Yeah, right? No, yeah. So we go to Clemson to go visit. And this bitch, like we were sitting down at a dinner. <laughs> we're sitting at a dinner. I remember like it was yesterday. I sang a song for the, the crew. They had me sing like a John legend song. I was like, Oh, this is cute. Whatever. But I'm still not going here. And then my brother in the middle of dinner gets up. At a crowd Are you table filming this? Absolutely not. I'm like still in disbelief of like everything that was fucking. Wait, no. I'm. So, you were saying like the crew made you. Oh no no no. So when we go, so when you go on official. So this is another football thing. People, I'm mean, like you, me in the audience. When you go on visits, official visits to colleges, you're kind of around other recruits. So you'll go with other recruits to look at the school. You'll spend time with other so football like a bunch players. Of you. Got it. Exactly. You might spend an overnight visit. So you know we didn't unofficial. Like the other people that were in your shoes. Basically. Exactly. Okay, got it. Got it. So we did an official visit to Stanford. So we went out to, you know, Palo Alto. Well, we stayed in Palo Alto, but we went back yeah. and forth to school. And then we went over to Clemson and we and UCLA, too. We went to UCLA. But we canceled our trip to Syracuse because it was fucking too below. And we're like, yeah, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but we went, to Sy- uh, we went to Clemson. My brother was like, we went to a dinner with all the other recruits and the coaches and everything. And it was a really nice trip. And I was like, oh, wow, this seems like really cute, but not for me. I'm not going to be in the fucking South. I need to leave the South. Like, I don't belong yeah, here. Yeah, like I'm outie. I'm Audi 3000. And my brother got up in the middle of dinner and just, I'm like, what's happening? And he's like, excuse me, attention, he's like, everybody. What the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, he's like, like, like attention, everybody. He's like, we're not at a wedding. What the fuck are you doing? He got up and he said, um, I thought long and hard about this. No. And I look, I'm just looking and at And you were him. like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, you better not fucking, you better not fucking say it, you little bitch. And he was like, I have it in my heart that I want to be a Clemson Tiger. And I just looked at him and the look, I just turned all white. I was like, this motherfucker, he really just did that shit. We didn't yeah. talk about it. You know, as twins, you're like, we have a bond, right? We Before anybody yeah. else, it's us. He fucking just went for it. Yeah. And as soon as he did, everybody went crazy and everybody's giving him high fives and hugs. And they look at me and I'm like, huh. and I said nothing. <laughs> 
said absolutely you nothing. Just like, I just went back to cutting like, my tuna tartare and yeah, I just kept you it just pushing. Literally just like kept it like keep it moving. Yeah, they were like, Hello, D- Byron. I was like, You were like what? present. <laughs> you were like, Yes, that's me. Like Who? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah. Um, so he made the decision that he wanted to go to Clemson. And I just remember, like, the the night after, and when it happened, and we left, I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, what the fuck? You didn't even talk to me about it. My mom and yeah. dad are like, you know, Byron. Like, stop. Like, you know, yeah, because yeah. they're so happy. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, you know, Byron, like, you can still do your own thing. I was like, we fucking already decided we're going to the same school. College, like, yeah. come on now. And so my brother's like, you know, Byron, like, this could be really good for us, man. Like, you know, I just have a feeling I prayed to God about it. I was like, God, I love God. I love you. You ain't got nothing to do with my decision. I was like, <laughs> I want to do what I want to do. So the fact that you took it upon yourself because you had a whole talk with Jesus, like, I don't know, like, do we need to call a medic? Like, because you're, like, hearing voices. He decided that he was going to do it. I'm yeah. like, uh, okay. So, okay, long story short, I eventually came around to the idea. Of, yeah. Like, we made this decision. I was livid the entire time through. And the whole time you are in college? Not the whole time I was in college. The, the months leading up into you're starting like furious. Because I was like, this is where I'm going to have to be. And, you know, Clemson is a great place. But if anybody's been there, there's nothing there but a Walmart, yeah. a college football stadium, and Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's a college town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a college town. It's, I mean, it's just like State College. Like, there's nothing in State exactly. College outside of, like, the, the school. No shade to your school. Yeah, no, your like, school. it's the same thing. The exact same thing. Yeah. Ver- so, you know, you know. Oh, no, literally, saying. if you drive in any direction, it's just, like, farmland. Nothing there. Yeah. So I was like, fuck me sideways to Tuesday. So I literally, we got there, we got into the program, whatever. So, you know, we got are there. Are you, yes. Um, are you like at all, is is the fact of you being on two days at all affecting, like, is anything coming of that? We yes. kind of, we, so, we went, I know we like oh, yes. fast forward really quickly no, through no, no, that, no, but no. like, so two is days. anything like, like, are people noticing you? Are you like, are people percent. on the internet no- like talking to you? I know obviously yes. like Instagram and Twitter don't exist yet, but like. <laughs> it was the same experience that we had going into Hoover was the same exact experience we had going into Clemson initially. Because the kids were like, oh, here are these two motherfuckers. Because the show was still airing yeah. as we were starting college. So they're like, oh, like, yeah. Yes, they were like, you're on MTV right now. They would call us like the clear twins. Oh, they, they go showbiz twins. Like, that's what they call showbiz twins. Yeah. And we were like, not those guys. We were just like, we're just normal. We're like trying to go yeah. in like everybody else getting an opportunity. And also like people don't understand. And we can obviously speak of this from yeah. being on the other side of the camera. Yeah. Like whenever like it, there's not all of the like TV magic that goes. Yes. I mean, yes, obviously like whenever we do the housewives or we do these things. Yes. Like, yes, it's grand and it's, it's beautiful and all this stuff happens. But like, it's not the TV, ma- like the TV magic makes it so much more crazier than it, it than it actually is. Is, yes. Like in when it's happening in real time, like there isn't the crazy music that's like bum whenever like something really crazy happens. There isn't like the funny music that's like doo 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 doo. Like the clown music whenever like they're being idiots. Like they're just like having a conversation. Yes. And like when it's something, someone's not getting something, and there's like the like the like I don't want to say like monkey grinder music. It's like that's what it is. You know what I mean? The like the like ditzy music, like village idiot like theme song. Like, and playing. they'll add in the like, shit that's later. That's not there whenever you're filming it. So it's yeah. like you're very disconnected. Like what you see on screen and what actually is happening. Although it's the same thing, it's like there's many added nuances that it's I think true. people forget. So it's like it's easy to forget what is ha- what you filmed. I Absolutely. Feel, right? And I think also two people forget that you're human at the end of it. So you're just like a normal person. Yeah. Put into extraordinary circumstances a lot of times. So yeah. 
Especially if you're being filmed for just you being yourself. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like going to get like Chinese food or going to a haunted house. Like those are things they followed us doing because that's what we were doing as kids. Yeah. When we kind of going back to that and just like the, speaking on the experience of being at Hoover and being on MTV at the same time, coming out of that on the other side, I still had a love affair with television and mainly with reality television. But I also became very jaded because, you know, you have these producers who do have to gain your trust and they need to do a job. And so I understood that my brother did not. Yeah. And it followed us home a lot and it became very difficult for us. And I felt like, you know, it strained our relationship a bit because, you know, we you know, he was having his experience with it. But I was having this whole other grand. And you love it. You were like, I love this. And you were like, I hate these people. Exactly. Right. So I wasn't on the the show like 24 seven. Meanwhile, he was on there and they were making him look like he was just like a complete idiot. Um, And so I think that, you know, coming away from that, he still to this day doesn't really get thorough enjoyment out of watching reality television. So he's like completely jaded from it. He hates it. Yeah. Um, And so with me being involved with it, I think he had to kind of come around to it. He'd be like, oh, yeah, what are you working on now? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll check that out because he, you know, we want to support each other. Excuse me. Um, But, yeah, so I think that with that whole experience, you know, us being teenagers – MTV being so big at the time. Yeah, the huge, 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 huge. Because at the same time as like Laguna Beach and yeah. the Hills. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. So I remember. Still- yeah, it was like the the network. Like it- I was like eating the Hills and Laguna Beach up like it was fucking Sunday dinner. <laughs> like It was the shit. I still yeah. remember going to, this is another side story. We went to UCLA for our official visit. I remember going there and we met Lo. Do you remember Lo Boss? Yes. Oh, Lo- okay. Yes. So we met Lo and she's like, oh my God, you're the guys from Two-A-Days. And we're like what but you're on like yeah you're, you're like really famous. you're really famous and, and we're like, not she's like no you guys are like the same <laughs> yeah so like things like that were kind of sort when people would recognize us and we're i'm just i'm always kind of like oh don't don't see me and people would just be like oh my god you're the two days twins like we know you I'm like but you don't really yeah know you're like me. you don't know me at all yeah <laughs> you don't know me you see us on television you, you see us on the screen and you think you have an you have an idea of who we are but you don't know yeah. who we are so i think it kind of it fucked with our heads a bit too because when we went to clemson that was the running joke like they would be like oh there goes the showbiz twins you know they're here and they we got i feel like we got hazed a little bit more because of that initially until they got to know who we were because i think they had again these preconceived notions got jealousy running rampant you got them like they're like who the fuck do you think you are you're nobody now you're back at the top the the bottom of the top the totem pole because you're a freshman you're not you haven't done yeah like no one cares yeah exactly whereas people around all the fans in clemson were like like yeah. that was always yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the they narrative. loved it yeah um and so yeah so like you know that those first years of going into clemson like when i first got there i was like i am getting the fuck out of here i was like i went and spoke with my counselor i was like i don't want to be here for four years what can we do to expedite this process because i'm not going to be here like four years from now. yeah like i gotta go i got to go how can I do this in three years or yeah. even less and they were like are you are you sure i was like fuck yeah i started taking 24 hours meanwhile no but like the thing is it's like meanwhile like everyone all the other people in your position are probably like how can i ride this off for as long as I can because yes. like I'm a local celebrity like because you guys were local celebrities but like even any of the other players like if you're a football player at like a Big Ten school or like a big not even just a Big Ten but yeah. like, like a big football school like you're a celebrity in a way you know what I mean? you like, in, a, in a way you're a celebrity like when the football players walk by everyone would be like there's the football players there's over the there. football players there's football players over there walking over there you, you and do. I'm like I, and, you know I'm like I fucking don't care <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm cool. like anyway like uh, hello I'm here so, like, I'm way better than them but like anyway, you know but like they're like that so the, like the guidance counselors are probably like, oh, I'm surprised you're not being like, why can I be here for six years and play yeah. football? Like, how can I, how can I like elongate this process? You know? Well, you know, but also to, it speaks to the fact too, because we talked about this briefly, but going to college and namely 
collegiate collegiate athletes mostly their goal is to come in there and go to the next level. Yeah. Whatever the next level for the NFL, for football, it's the it's NFL. NFL for track stars. It's going to the Olympics for, you know, volleyball, maybe going to Olympics too. too. Like yeah. everybody in the NBA is, you know, the you know, you know, NBA, like basketball. MLB, like the whole, yeah. Like the professional American it's sport or exactly. going to the Olympics for whatever sport you do. It's all, it's the trifecta. It's like everything's yeah. kind of involved with this. So, you know, for then, you, that wasn't the case. It wasn't the case, which was kind of, odd because you know a lot of college football players they're there like a lot of my teammates especially they would look at me like I was crazy when I'd be like oh yeah I'm like you know I'm taking all these classes and I'm doing this I'm doing that and they're like but you should be and learning they're like the- why yeah they're <laughs> like, like you should be learning the playbook so you can get on the field and you should be doing that I'm like I really don't give a fuck about playing like I would rather just be riding the bench and like studying yeah so you know and so our first year we red shirted I don't know if you know what that means so that you- means like you don't you dressed but you sit out, so you get to travel and everything. Yeah, like, like you that. dressed, but you weren't really like playing. Playing. So, but we get to travel. See, I know. <laughs> so, but you know all these things. <laughs> um, so we redshirted our year, which gave me an opportunity to really just kind of delve in and like and should be of, like on the like like low key situation. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think another thing too, when I'm going to college, like you know, it's like one of those things like being the new kid being like, cause I was never in the closet, but I was never out of the closet. So and I was, was going to ask you, are you out? Are you like out and proud would, to anyone so at I this always, time? Cause that's like a huge deal at this time. It no, it is especially in the South. So I always like to tell people this. I never had a fake girlfriend. I never led on to make people believe that I was straight, but I never went out of my way to tell people that, that you were I gay. Was gay. Yeah. So it was a really interesting existence because I had a whole other side to me that I felt people weren't really in tune with. And I didn't feel at liberty to kind of discuss it because I didn't want to be known as the, the gay, the gay b- reality yeah. star football player. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's just like, Oh, another thing to add on to the list of things of why they should fucking just hate me. Yeah. Um, but you know, people who have two eyes and people who interact with me, they could fucking, they, they would know and yeah. they just would not talk about it. Cause you know, in the South, it's kind of like, you just don't talk about those things. You don't talk about racism. You don't talk about homosexuality. Like all those things just yeah. kind of stay swept under the rug. Um, so, you know, I was kind of dealing with all of that too. Like I was like, I was, I think I was kind of helping to get out of there cause I wanted to experience life outside of just being a football player outside in the of South just in the South and outside of just this, this, um, this, infrastructure of masculinity like I was I was over it yeah I was over it and not to say that I was putting on but you do when you are a football player you are perceived to be this thing you yeah. are perceived to when be you're, this and you're like taking campus. hits yeah like you're like literally just like smashing someone into the ground or like getting tackled into the ground At, and then putting on weight like that's why so to this day like when I eat like I I, I put I was 260 pounds when I played football it's a yeah. lot of weight like and to, to be on um, eating tables where you have to eat a certain time and if you don't make weight they punish you and you know it was like all of this added pressure on top of just doing that in school so it was a lot and yeah. I really feel as a, a lot of people when they look at college athletes in general and it's namely football players they think that we have it really easy they think like oh you've got your scholarship like you don't and you're like sliding through else. classes and like yeah like meanwhile there's like a billion dollar industry they're making all this money off your back barely had enough money to buy food for myself like if I didn't have my parents I would have been like destitute like so you know it's like all these things are going down that people don't really see yeah I was gonna ask you because I've listened to a lot of like interviews with like pe- like um 
like past football players like yeah. in college and then in the, yeah. in professionally. Yeah. And they say like it is like they no one cares about the players. And obviously yeah. they recently there's been a lot of conversations about like of concussions yeah. and like mental yeah. health afterwards and like all the, you know. Yeah. And you see that like these football players they live this rock star lifestyle yeah. and then like then when they're not playing football anymore and they become 35 years old and they like can't do it, yeah. then it's like the money run the money just stops and it's like if they don't have something else to like fall back either on. a product like yeah. Some of the players or like going into another industry, they don't have the money to live that lifestyle anymore. A hundred percent. And like I was, I wanted to, t- I want to talk about mm-hmm. like wh- how you felt that, like, did you feel that at all? Like, cause they are making my, uh, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah. off of college football. Yeah. And like you guys playing <laughs> and like, if you're injured, they're like, bye. Yeah. Like, right. Like you could be replaced. Um, you know what, you've taken me back to, so I remember my brother and I, because we were always, I'm going to say the smarties on the, we were known as like, they called us smart, the smart, the smart kids on the, the team. Of, we the, were very, of the football team. Of, of the entire football team, which is like very bizarre because we had some very, uh, talented athletes, but they were also scholastically very gifted. But for whatever reason, they always looked to my brother and I to be like these smarty McSmartsters. It's namely me. And yeah. I don't know why that was the thing. Yeah, because you were like in your head, you, you were like, I'm about to just show up and then be like doing and my get homework. The fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why. Because you were like, oh, let me do like my math homework while this yeah. game goes on. That's like, why? <laughs> They're like, ask clear. He knows the answer. I'm like, I don't really know shit at all. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I remember when we signed our contract to become football players and no one reads no one reads through that stuff no. you're like a, a 17 I was oh 17. yeah and it's like the and you're like yeah absolutely you're like, like okay cool yeah. I get to play i my brother and i were the last piece we were the last people to sign the contracts because we read through it all and in the contracts, they say we have the right to sell your likeness we have the right to you know um make products with your name on it and do this and sell that and and you basically sign away all your rights to earn any money off of your name and just being yeah. you and being a player and being an athlete. So it was a surreal experience because we were like, oh, my God, like we really are signing our lives away. And it's and it's kind of crazy and bizarre that that's what's going to happen for the next three to four years or however long we're going to be. Yeah. Here. Um, so I think that a lot of players, too, like I had a lot of teammates who were like came from really tough environments yeah. and didn't have two parent homes and they had a single parent that you know was putting other kids through school and not just them so they didn't have any of that to lay back on you could see them like struggle like they would struggle like they would have to borrow money from our coaches and you know you got boosters circling around and being like oh are you going to be the next big blue chip athlete that's going to go to the NFL make all this money can we you know so you have yeah. a lot of that kind of happening and not so like up front and blatant like like again I can only speak to my experiences and what I saw um but you know again you again I for me if I didn't have my parents because I wasn't a star I wasn't a star athlete yeah yeah yeah. we you know we there were many of kids who are so talented on that team but you know we all struggled together we were all poor together because we couldn't get jobs it's so strange (laughs) to me that like they don't pay you at all like, they do don't. they? No. Well, I think a lot of people that were the misconception of why they're like, oh, well, athletes get paid. We don't. Because you're get, just a student, just in a, you're like in a club. You're it a, just happens to be. But it's the thing yeah. that, that that's fucked up about it is that like you're getting put on national television every week. And you can barely like, fail. Yeah, I can be like in the fencing club or what. I'm just thinking, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of such an obscure one. But like no one's watching that on television. <laughs> like no one's watching that on television. Like you, this is something that is, is televised on the biggest networks in the entire country. Yes, it's true. And we can barely afford to pay our bill, keep our yeah. lights on. And you know, it was, you know, they would give us a stipend every semester. So we had a certain amount of money we were um, um, allotted each semester in order to live off of. So when you go through that money, 
all your money's gone. Yeah, like it's done. So you know we had, a, and you can't have a job because you have football all the time. Where's the time? So it's like right, like you like really can't like it's like you're pigeonholed into not having a job. Exactly, because literally our schedule, like if you want to yeah, know the day in the insane. life, it's like it's in the morning. You're training for f- you're training. You're lifting. Yeah, like before class even before starts. Before class, like before there's even a eligible class to even be exactly. had. Exactly before the butt crack of dawn, you were training. Then after that, you go to classes all day. After like a done, normal student does, like, a like I student did. Does and then after that, you come and watch film. And then after you watch film, you have practice. Watching for five film hours. is like watching the the video of like your last game, of last or game your last, or last practice, practice. Exactly. Or whatever. And you're and they like are pointing out like, look what you did here. You shouldn't do that again. Like, right? Up exactly. Yeah. So it that was that was our lives for for all that time. That's we did every single day. So if you imagine that being on that hamster wheel and then being like, okay, great. So. Where in this time frame do I get to do an internship? Where in this time frame do I get to get a side job so I can afford to this, be to do to this. live <laughs> to just debate of eat? Yeah. So you know they're like, oh well, you guys can eat on campus, but it's like the dining hall closes at eight o'clock and we don't get our practice till nine. So tell me how is that supposed to work? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So it was a really difficult thing, and I I was very lucky that my parents were able to send us a couple yeah, money, give you a, money, a little bit of money here and there. Yes. Was there a couple money, couple dollars here and there, and my other teammates would be like, "Hey, clear, can we borrow like twenty dollars? Or I need money for gas." Or and we like, "Fuck!" Like you know, it's just like it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. And people, if people only un- knew how much money we get, like we don't get any money. And when they pay for our our schooling, we've basically worked that off in the first two years. Like, well, no, and disturbance. like it's like you're yeah, they're paying for your schooling, but you don't have the like opportunity like you're giving up that time that you could be make not that like you would be making having some random job and paying for like a huge like yeah the huge tuition that you would have if you <laughs> yeah. would you know not that yeah. like having a part-time job pays for college anymore yes, at all absolutely but like but like you're not even allotted that uh, you're not even allotted the, the 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 time to allow for a job a job or, or like a way like to do anything else or like do you know what i mean like you're locked into that schedule so it's like the least they can do is not like sack you with a huge thing of debt like Absolutely. whenever you leave for you making them billions of dollars billions of dollars but again I always tread lightly when I talk about this too because I think people who are not familiar because I think because you went to Penn State so you're more familiar than most because it yeah. is a college football factory so I think that you know people looking on the outside looking in they're always saying like you're just bitching you're complaining you're bitter a, like yeah, you, you're, yeah you're ungrateful like we gave you free money for school how dare you and you're like yeah yeah, okay. like I worked for that every day. I, exactly. And also like you're but like also like if you're I feel that a lot of times like what is your degree in? Like if you're having a degree that's like like you're not going to you're not you're not doing you're not like getting your doctorate. Like you're Parks not like recreation. going to do, but do you know, no but do you know what I mean? It's like you're not like getting like you're not like on like in pre-med as yeah. like a football student. Like exactly. you know what I mean? Because you don't have the time to do that. You're not in like a you're not in like a program that's very time consuming because like you don't Although we did have a couple of teammates again scholastically gifted teammates yeah. who did like architecture which is a yeah a bitch such a and bitch and we had one kid who was pre-med and he was yeah. like a brainiac okay but like again um, extremely smart not, and like yeah but it's not the norm yeah it's like the norm is i'm gonna go to parks and recreation and then i'm going to the nfl like that's yeah. really kind of like yeah, what, yeah yeah and so a lot of the people don't know is nfl stands for not for long and beside that point 
most people who want to go to the NFL, only point zero 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 point one you know, 1% yeah. will ever have an opportunity to go. It's like you have a better chance of getting attacked by a shark than going to the NFL. So Why not for long? <laughs> well, because your body there. breaks down yeah. and you get hit. And when you go into that level, you have people who are like, fighting to support their family. And I think of, as like a 27 year old, I'm like, these old bones couldn't take that. No. Like, and it, you know what I mean? It's like, I have let the, alone like, Chris, I have the body of like a 50 year old. No, but like, laugh you know what I mean? Me, it's like, if I'm going to hit by someone, I would literally just, just like stay down. Like it would just be 86. Like I'd yes. be like, we're out. Like I'm just, I'm done. Like we're done. Like man, literally man down. Like I would just sit there and cry. Like I would be like, if I got tackled, I'd be like, okay, I'm not, I don't need, like we're done. Like that's over. Like it's, it's like it's even over. after sex, sometimes it's like my body Yeah, hurts. you're like this, I can't, t- like I need to like take a knee. Like I, like not to use a sports metaphor, but I need to take a knee. I need to take a knee. Like, you know, like it's like, like it yeah. hurts. So my like, body I can't hurts. believe doing that as like, and I'm still in like a spring chicken, let alone yeah. like doing it as like someone that's 30 years old. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like one of those things that like, I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate the things that it's taught me. Yes. But again, you do lose years off of your life doing it. Yeah. And then when you go to the NFL and do it, you're even more prone to like brain injuries and bodily harm and my, it's just like my friend's sister like played basketball like all through high school all through college she no was playing shit. for so long she's played for four years she was gonna go get her like math like get get a bigger degree yeah. and play for a fifth year she had had like multiple surgeries on each ankle oh like scarring on her ankle that'll never go away you know what I mean like shit. like had to like you know the whole deal from yeah. like you know because your ankles get fucked up when oh yeah when you play and basketball yeah, yeah, and and the, the, yeah. she like had like multiple Knees. surgeries like all this stuff and I looked at her one day and I don't want to say that I was the person that like, convinced her to not do it her fifth year but I was yeah, like yeah. What are you gonna do? Like you're gonna play basketball for another year, and then like what? What? What is gonna come of that? Yeah, I was like, you're like literally putting your body through hell, and you're gonna you're causing damage to your body that will never go away and no. will only get worse with age. Absolutely. Like, for what? For what? And she was like, you're right. I don't want to play. Like and she didn't. And, you- and it's like I think about that all the time because I'm like. Think of all, like, the physical sacrifice. It's like, no one, like, what's the NFL, what is Clemson going to do when you're like, oh, my knee's fucked up because I got the fucking fucked up so many times and I, like, I got my shit lit up on the field whenever I was younger. Like, playing, like, Clemson is like, okay, who are you? What? They, like, right? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I mean, was, not to be, not to like, no, most programs, talk I them, say no, like, most programs are like that, but I will say this much. We came in and again, this only people who follow sports would know this story, but the guy who recruited us is now the head coach of Clemson. He's the one who picked my brother and I up and through, up, uh, up through obscurity, but really wasn't because it was Hoover and the program was very noble yeah. at the time, but he saw it for us and he fought for us to get scholarships. And he was like, I see these kids and I feel like they would be so great in our program. So, um, his name is Dabo Sweeney. So Dabo was not that guy. He's a really stand-up guy, you know, and it kind of feeds into how I was able to get the fuck out of there early and not have to play my last semester. Like, he kept me on scholarship, and I didn't play football. My la- I was supposed to do spring, and I was supposed to do the fall, and he was like, don't worry about it. Just stay on scholarship. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, really? He's like, yeah, go. I was like, whoa. And that's – because that's just not common, but he's yeah. he's a – he is definitely he cared about you as a person he cared about us like he yeah. cared about us he cared about what we did um you know he was the first one to come out when they were talking about gay football players and he wasn't speaking about sorry wasn't speaking about anybody specifically but he was like yeah of course i probably have had gay football players on my team and i would never want them to be anything else but themselves i'm like but that's the kind of guy he yeah. is just a good stand-up guy um so anyway so yeah so i think a lot of our teammates like again they had the nfl in mind they had that one track mind I didn't. 
Like, I was like, I want to leave this and go work in television. Like, I feel like I'm wasting my time. What are you getting your degree in at this time? So I had a major, my major was in mass communications with a minor in political science. Because at a moment there, just a moment, I thought that I was going to be a political analyst. That's amazing. I was like, oh, yeah, who needs reality television? I could be, yeah, like, an- <laughs> be a political analyst. Yeah. Then I quickly learned I don't want to be a political analyst because I don't give a fuck about it like that much to yeah. be to do it, you yeah. know? And I think I also came to this whole crossroads of being like, you know, people have the purest intentions when they, again, we're not talking about politics, but just in the scope of it, people have the purest intentions when they get into politics. And then when you come out the other side, it's not all that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'll just get this as my minor. It'd be cute to put on a resume. Done with it. Yeah, like Audi. Um, so then, I, so again, flash forward like maybe two years of me playing football. A lot of my teammates were getting getting ready to get looked at by the NFL, and you had teams starting to come to lurk around, and we were getting measured and pulled and, you know, running and yeah. all these things. And so I kind of came to the decision because I was vastly approaching my senior year because, again, I did in three years. I graduated in three years. So I was coming up to against my three my, my senior year. And I just said at one point, I was like, I'm done. I, I, I really am done. I don't think I could do this anymore. It's like yeah. really just sucking the life out of me. It's sucking my life force. And that's a hard thing to do, like, yeah. is come to that realization that you're like, I'm done yeah. and really be done with it. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people don't do that and they just stay in that thing because it's like what's feeding them, basically. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, oh, but. so it's like, it's very, it's very like, and I feel that many, I, like what you just said, I, I've felt that so many times of being like, yeah. I'm done. And like, I'm done I'm, with it's it. over. And it's like, next, it's over. What's and next? Like, bye. But then also felt a tinge of guilt because, you know, it, it's not every day that everyone gets scholarship yes. offers. Yeah. It's just not. And when you get it, and a lot of people, we take it for granted. Like, I was even, I mean, hello, I'm Byron Clear, and I took shit for granted. Like, going through all of that, I I definitely was kind of like, oh, fuck this, and oh, who cares? I have the scholarship. I was that kid, but when you step back from it, you're like, wow, that was a really crazy, amazing thing that not everybody gets to experience. So, you know, I came to the decision I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't tell anybody. I just kept working out and I was like trying to plot how I was going to lose all this weight because I put on like at the, my heaviest, I was 265. And I was my like, God. fuck me. And I lost, I was like losing my breath walking upstairs. I was like, yeah, this cannot sustain. So I didn't tell you, I was, had a conversation with one of my coaches kind of saying, hey, I'm thinking that I might not want to do this anymore. But then meanwhile, I was like continuing to work out and I would stop eating after six o'clock because I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to clock this weight out and we we're going to keep working out the way we're working out. So flash forward, I dropped like 35 pounds and the coaches are like, are you okay? Like, are you sick? I'm yeah, like, and you're like, and you're like what, no, are you what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you're like, whatever do you mean? I'm getting ready for summer. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like slowly popping. Just like a like, cool 35, just like out, like <laughs> out, like just like, Oh, punishment! Great, that's actually cardio. They're like, "Are you dying?" They're like, "Are you dying?" <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like having grilled chicken and like not yeah. eating after six. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna like seriously die." Um. So yeah, the coaches were all starting to take notice, and they were like, "So clear." They would call me clear. They were like, "Clear, what's going on?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I'm having second thoughts. I don't think I want to do this anymore, and I'm looking into getting like internships, and you know, I just want the support of the yeah. Team. I'm trying to like do life exactly. So when I finally came to the decision that I wanted to leave the program, I talked to my my positions coach and I talked to Dabo Sweeney and I'll never forget I went in there to the head coach and said look I I appreciate everything you've done for me this is the hardest decision I've ever had to make but I want to use this time to go to the student run television station so I can do that because I was doing it as a side hustle up until that point yeah and then he was and I said and I also want to stop playing football period I don't want to train I don't want to do any of the stuff I want to pursue my other 
asp- like my other th- the other things that I want to pursue, whatever. Um, so then he said, okay, you know what? Because it's you. And because you're, you've been nothing but like hardworking and pleasant and just a breath of fresh air, I will allow you to keep your scholarship until you finish doing what you need to do here. You don't have to work out with us. You don't have to train. You don't have to come to anything. You just do what you need to do. That's amazing. And I looked at him. I was like, is there anything else? Like, I thought there was, I was like, okay, there you were has like, to be something else. But then I have to, like, and be then, your slave for three years. Like, once I leave college, I have to, like, be, be your, your assistant. Sex slave yeah, for, like, yeah. six years. Yeah, like. <laughs> um, and, no, he literally was just saying, yeah, I, I see. And he, said, I be, and he said, out of all this, and I believe out of anybody that you can make this happen. I see big things for you. And it made me. Like, That's amazing. Well, it was were you amazing. like so happy? I'm like oh, touching my up. pearls right now. I tear up. Like you were like so. That's like so nice. I'm not a crier either, and I got very emotional. I was like, wow, because like, you know, getting you work hard, you do these things, and you help people see it for you. You yeah. have a vision for what you want to do with your life, but not everyone's going to see it for you. Yeah. Um. And so he saw it for me, and he saw me doing things that were bigger than the South and bigger than football, and not in conjunction to the Clemson program anymore. And he afforded me the opportunity to, to pursue those dreams, which was amazing. Yeah. I was like, I will always, I will forever be indebted to that man. So anyway, so I went into the, the team. I stood up. And at the time, I actually didn't tell anybody this too, but I had interviewed for the Colbert Report as an intern. And I got the internship. Nice. So, you know, when you've got that little ammo in your back pocket, you're standing up in front of the team. You're like, I'm about to school these bitches about what yeah. I'm about to Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're about to go into training. And I'm like, girl, I'm going to Colbert. Yeah, I'm going deuces, to New York. Like, gotta go. Gotta go. Like Steven's calling. <laughs> Audi. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> um, and so literally I stood up in front of everybody. And I was like, and they were like, oh, and By- my coach was like, oh, and Byron has something he needs to say. And I'm like. So, guys, you know, I really thought about this, and it was a really tough decision, but I am not, I'm no longer going to be a Clemson Tiger. Did you tell your brother this before? Yes, my brother was fully privy to it, and he was so angry. He was so mad. Why? Um, Just because he was like, we were supposed to do this together? Yeah, in a way. And I think that, you know, we can kind of touch base on, like, but my... When I graduated, it was the first time we had not done something together. Together. And it hit him like a It's hard because you, like, yeah... Yeah, we did the football. From did. seeing, from on the outside looking in at Twins a lot, like it's yeah. like, it's hard whenever one's like, I'm going to do this like by myself. Yeah, it's hard. You know, we were in the vagina together yeah. and we popped out of there. We skipped through life and we did sports together. Like I mean, you everything. you based your college, you like went to the same college be- for each this, other. Yeah. Because of this bum dude. Like, you know, so all those things came about together and our lives had been together up until like 21 years together. That's a long time to be with one person. It's longer than yeah. most marriages. Um, and so I think that, you know, he was having problems with that cause I wasn't going to be there to support him. And I think that that was harder for me too, cause I didn't realize I needed him as much as I needed him. So I stood up and told everybody my plan. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do the Colbert report as an intern. And I didn't know what was going to happen. The entire football team rose to their feet and did a hand clap. They're like, yeah, get out of here. Standing ovation. Yes. And I was like, what is happening? They're like, you go clear. You go clear. And all the coaches are like what the flying fuck like that yeah. is crazy so it made it touched my heart and they all and everybody afterwards and they came up to me they were like we are not surprised by any of this you are going to go and do bigger things more so than ever playing football more so than doing this program like you were destined for greatness yeah and it felt good because you know what i mean you you work hard we're in the trenches together we're working out we're busting our asses we're sweating you're seeing penises everywhere in the locker room you're you're farting in front of each other you're doing all these yeah. things that brothers do so there's this camaraderie 
that's built off of that. And so coming from that and like having to go to the next chapter of my life, it was bittersweet. But it was great to know that no one looked at me and was like, oh, fuck him. Like he left us or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like that. It was very much so like you're going on and you're going to be a full representation of us. So that's how my. Yeah. So like couldn't be better. It basically. couldn't be better. I yeah. flew. I flew my pretty wings out of that damn program. 60 pounds lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, 75. I lost 75 pounds. That's I got really skinny. It insane. was like really scary. Um, and you know, it was like a really cool thing. And I, and again, stepping away from it too, I was able to then kind of like see a lot of the things that I hadn't seen when I was actually playing football and doing the collegiate sports and some of the shit that we were put through that probably wasn't right. But you know, you're doing it because you're like, oh, well, this is how it's always been done. So, you know, in hindsight, again, the overall experience was amazing. I would not change a thing. Yeah. Made me who I am today, but. I would never want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I said that about college in general. Like, made uh, me who I am today and, like, was so grateful for the experience, but, like, would not want to do it all I'm over done. again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes. And then I, so after, you know, Clemson and everything like that, I started, you know, the, did the internship. I came up to New York because I'd always wanted to move to New York. So, yeah. the Clemson chapter closed, graduated, went up to New York. Here I am. <laughs> um, yeah. What what are three what are three like misconceptions that you that people have about like football like college football that we're all dumb uh, that that football is everything to us okay because you'd be very surprised if you have conversations with a lot of these players like yes they want to go to the NFL yes we do things but a lot of them are just the most fascinating people like they, yeah like you know you got people. Who like to go coon hunting, and you have <laughs> people who like to play chess, and you know, it's just like a really diverse bunch, and they are far more than the football helmet allows them to be. Um, and that it, it, they're far more accepting than you would think they are. Because I think, uh, again, from my experience, and again, I wasn't out of the closet, but nor was I in. Yeah. No one ever mistreated me on the team because even if they thought I was gay or they thought that no one ever did that. Like yeah. I would room with my teammates. I would do, you know, we'd all like, you know, we'd have to shower. And all. There wasn't this weird thing. Like they literally was like, oh, this is Byron or this is that. Because, you know, there was more than one person on my team who was gay. Like I, I know that for a fact. I'm just waiting for whoever they are to yeah, like come you're out waiting, the Yeah, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> or to come out of where they are to, to live Standing by, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I think that that was the coolest thing is that I you would expect that because you have the perception of the, again, ocher, macho, or excuse me, uber macho, like crazy, like... Yeah, like... Like homophobic, well, like, the, uh, like in every like show about high school, like the homophobic like bully is always yes. like a football player. Yes, yeah. always. But it's not. It really wasn't that way. We were all kind of like everyone can. It's very much so. Like we're very reflective of my military kid background. We're all coming from different places, all going for one goal. And what is that goal? To play football and win. Yeah. So they didn't care if you were, excuse my language, sucking dick or, you know, making out with Sally Sue down the street. Like, they were just kind of like, yeah. we're all here. We're all Yeah, like, that just doesn't, an, an, uh, wasn't, like, a, uh, an aspect of it at all. They didn't care. And if they did a little bit, they would just be, they would get over it because then they get to know you as a person, and you're, like, you're more than just being yeah. that. So that those are the, the three most surprising things. And I think definitely the, the acceptance part is probably what I would always like to hit home and true because I'm still baffled that they were yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? What are, like, two things that you, like, took away from it? 
I mean, you kind of answered this already, but like the, two things that you took away from the experience that you like will never forget. Or like even if like there's a there's like a thing of wisdom that like maybe a coach said to you or something that you really hold on to. I think one of the main one of the major points that I learned was learning work and life balance. And I still am still struggle to get that. But I think because we worked so hard and we barely had lives, it, it forced us to take account of what was important and really where we wanted to spend our time because we didn't have much of it. So I think that was one thing. And another thing, I think it taught me the importance of working as a team. I know it's so corny and cliche, but still to this day when I do television. No, but like that's how we, we always have to work as a team. That's how we and operate. And like we have to like hit the ground running and like act like be, I say this all the time, we being a television, be working in television, you have to, it makes you be able to do basically any job that does not have like a bunch of like crazy jargon that you yes. need to learn in school basically Absolutely. because you need to be able to hit the ground running yes. and you need to be able to work with the people next to you as Absolutely. if you have known them your entire life. Absolutely. And it's, and I think also too, it's again, it's that whole concept of you're, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yes. And, you know, I think there's that competitive nature. Like, yeah, you do want to be, I, you, I do want to be really great at my job. I do want to be one of the best. Yeah. But not at the expense of the other. Exactly. Of the whole team of itself. Cause there are, there are bitches, you know, this in our industry, they will throw you under the bus quicker than you can say, hello, how you doing? It's quick like that. But also those individuals who do rise doing those things, word travels and people know who you are. Yeah. Like you might like not, the, yeah. Like our Kiki earlier, yeah. Like two hour Kiki earlier oh, that yes. we were having, yeah. No, oh, yes. we see you. Oh yes, we have the tire marks on our backs, but guess what? We're we all taking you. account yeah. as to who you are and why you did what you did. Yeah. So I think that that kind of plays into that team aspect that I was able to. I still to this day carry all that when I'm working and when I'm directing teams out in the field. Like I'm always like, look. I'm here to have a good time. I don't want to be a crazy maniac. We're going to have fun. Yeah. But we're going to work fucking hard so we can have fun. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the football way. Like that's, yeah. that's the team mentality way is that you just go there. We're all working our asses off. We want to win so we can have fun. Yeah. That's really what it is because it sucks to lose. <laughs> and you don't, I was going to ask you, like, do you regret it? But I know that you don't. You know what? I don't regret anything. I, I, like, I live my life by what Rihanna has tattooed on her uh, collarbone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Never a mistake, always a lesson. Yeah. Like, I really, that's how I feel my life has kind of panned out. Like, I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many things. I wish if I could have done it over again, fuck yeah, I would have done it over again. I mean, again. yeah, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. obviously. Always. But, you know, but it's, again, learning through those mistakes, which mm-hmm. I think, again, kind of goes back to that football mentality. Like, you're only as strong as your last p- play. So if you make a mistake, you like say you on football when you fumble, which means you like drop the ball. Yes, I know what you that fu- is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know if all the listeners know, so I'm just going to give a little yeah. knowledge. So if you fumble the ball, you can't live in that play. You have to move on. Yeah. Because if you continue living in like, play. Because technically the game just goes on. It goes yeah. on. Yeah. And it can go on with or without you. And if your head is still where, that, where you drop that ball, then how are you supposed to move on to the next play in order to get the opportunity to get a touchdown? Like you can't. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. So, um, you know, I think that leaks into many facets of my life, like whether it's, you know, dealing with friends or, you know, because, again, I was a very I always say this and I don't know if I can stress enough. I was a very angry, mean teen. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to. You No one wanted to meet me or fuck with me because I just wasn't that boy. Yeah. Even up and through college, too. I was just not, I was not nice. My brother told me at one point that he was like, I don't know if I love you. Which anymore. is so strange <laughs> because you're like the ni- one of the nicest people I like know. 
I'm nice, but you know what? I think like hurt people hurt people. So I was yeah. battling with, you know, I felt feeling repressed and feeling, you know, I was in the South trying to, you know, like speak my truth and be myself. But I felt like I couldn't because, you know, I was a football player first and then an, a student. Yeah. So you have all of these things in your head that are almost like roadblocks that you're setting up for yourself. Yeah, they're like no one else cares about this, just you. Yeah, yeah. so it was all self-imposed. But I, in turn, became a really mean and toxic person. And even my brother's girlfriend, 10 years, they've been dating for 10 years. She was like, you were a mean motherfucker. You were so mean. And she said, I don't even know who, like, when I talked to her now, she's like, you're not the same person. I was like, I know. And I can't believe it either. Yeah. I would never have fucked with me back in the day. I would not even have been friends with me. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm gonna, when you're happy and you're living your life, like, when, again, when I moved to New York, started doing my internship, started getting opportunities, I became really happy because I started living the life that I always thought I was supposed to live. Yeah. You know? So I, I let go of the resentment. And I was that's what I was holding on to. I feel like and, but you right needed to, but you needed to like, <laughs> but you needed to like, go through all of that and be and do football to like get to that level, you know, thousand percent. Cause I wouldn't be the person I am. Had I not gone through the football, had I not gone through the anger that was going on around that time of me playing football, I just wouldn't have been. And yeah. I, and I also think that I would have not been so grateful to get the opportunities that I've been given in this industry. Cause you know, this too, like yeah. you're the, it's all about who, you know, the relationships that you kind of forge and fire and when you come out the other side, like who wants to who wants to work with you and who wants to align themselves with you? Yeah. So, you know, I was I became a better person for it and I was ready and I was more mature when it was time for me to get into the professional world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did my internship and, you know, I still had my ties to football a little bit. Like they'd have me come back and do like commentating on the sidelines. Oh, that's fun. It was it was hilarious. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, again, once I closed the football chapter and my brother left Clemson and went to Illinois. And so I was like, great. So now I don't ever have to go back there again. Um, Wait, he <laughs> left. He like left the school when, because you left football or they kinda, what? No, they kind of fucked him over a little bit. Like it was we he still is coming around to loving. I can't. Oh, I don't want to speak for him, but it, it was a messy situation and it was a coaching thing and he was mistreated and he left and went to Illinois for his graduate's degree. And um, that's actually I got to see Coach Paterno coach his last game before the whole season. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yes. there. I was like there. I was at the school whenever it all were happened. You really? Whenever all of that happened, I was there. We were there. I was in college at that time. It was the snowstorm, the biggest snowstorm yes. that had happened. Yep. I, and it was during Halloween. I was in school there. Yeah. Like I was like out in that snowstorm in a Halloween costume. Do you know Tristan? Who? Tristan. Yeah. Okay. So Tristan was there. So Tristan is one of my dearest friends. He's like my best friend. I know from, my brother from another Griffin. mother. Yeah. We'll cut this out. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Tristan was there with me and he was dressed as the Green Lantern and I was like in whatever. And I just remember that whole game and I was there to see my brother play. And then literally not even an hour after we left, they were like, in other news, Coach Paterno and Sandusky. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that happened. Um, Where was I going with that? So, you know, basically we cut ties with Clemson. Like, like literally after was after he left, I was kind of like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then I did, again, did my internship at the Colbert Report, then had to go home because there was no work. And I thought I was going to go to grad school. I was sitting at home every day watching Wendy Williams nice. and Maury and try not to kill myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I felt like such a failure. And then I tried to get a shop boy 
job. I'd never had a, like a real job before. Yeah. Chris, yeah, I've but never like, had no, a job. No, but like also like but that's what I'm saying is like in like you you like, oh, I did football the whole time. And it's like, yeah, I never fucking had a job because I, I like my job was football. Can no? you imagine like. No, I have friends that are like, oh, I've done. I've like always dance. Right. Oh, this. Yes. Like, I, this is my first job. And I'm like in graduate school. And I'm like, yeah, that's insane. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I didn't have my first job until I was 20. My first real job, not the internship. My first real job until I was like 20, 21, which is so surreal. And it was yeah. like I was a failed <laughs> shop worker at Guess. And they put me behind the counter and I get really nervous dealing with money. So that I couldn't do that. Then they put me on the floor because I'm good with people. But I was still really talkative. So that didn't work out. And then I got a call to do a show about plus size women. In New York, and I'm like, deuce, bitches, I'm leaving. And yeah, I was like, there outing. for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Lasted nice. two weeks. Nice. Um, so, yeah, and then I got an opportunity to come back up here, and I got a job getting $600 a week, no overtime, and started my television career being a production assistant. Amazing. Which I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, oh, I'm just going to be a producer. It's like, yeah, no. and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, bitch. Like, <laughs> you're going to be a PA for like five years. years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so it was like it was crazy. It was fun, but also coming back to New York and starting my career, I started growing more comfortable with myself being a gay former football player, now aspiring producer. Yeah, living this life in New York because I didn't. Again, I never, I didn't know what that life was. Like, what, what is that supposed to be? And also, like, what do you? What time did you have to think about this? Whenever you were like doing all the shit that you were doing, graduating early, and like all that shit. You know what I mean? It's like you were doing so much. Yeah, I was. But it, I think also too, I just didn't think it was. I wanted it to happen. I willed for it to happen, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, for me. I didn't. And I, I, I'm a, I'm a strong believer. Like I'll like claim things, but I just didn't see it. I didn't know if the opportunity was going to be presented. So I just didn't. Yeah. Couldn't. It's also like some people think that it's so crazy and like it's like only happens to like like it's like if you come and do the work, like people like you can do it. Oh yeah. You it's, know what I mean? It's yeah. not like I need to get my in and like no, I'm never going to get that. Like yeah, you fucking are. You but it's but again, it's like getting presented with those opportunities. But I literally left home. Found a place off Craigslist. Yeah. Hoped that they didn't fucking kill me when I went to go look at the apartment. They didn't. Got the apartment for six hundred dollars a month. I was like, oh great, I make six hundred a week. I'm paying six hundred a month, including utilities. This is gravy. So you know, it was a great situation. And I started like dating boys and like you know coming into my own and like I bet. You know, my Mr. Big for a moment, dated him on and off. Didn't we all? Did we all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could leave this television world yeah, behind. You're and like, oh, I don't need to work. It. What's the, like, who fucking cares? <laughs> I could raise money. Until you realize, oh, this person's like so much older than me and wants to date me because I'm like 22 and they want my youth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, oh, you're like 40. You shouldn't like have these issues. Absolutely. What? And then the yeah. friends are like, sweetie, you know, he's only dating you you're like, you're cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, they're like, mm. <laughs> well, like, I know this Or they're life. like, who's this one? <laughs> I was a I was in a and you're like, like what do you mean? Like I'm, I'm in love. Like, what are you talking about? I was one of many. I was not the Oh only yeah, one. same. Um I still am. Please. Yeah, you know, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's so hard out here. Sometimes like I was like, why can't I just be a gold digging hoe? Like, yeah, so I know, easier. right? Like hoe is life. Like why can hoe not be life? Just do hoeing as a profession. Yeah, like really. <laughs> oh no, I think about it all the time. I'm like, prostitution like wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> Like, well, we all can't go to Boston guess, College like, or Penn we, State. Yeah, or <laughs> I don't. I mean, 
I don't know. <laughs> Gotta work your hustles. Yeah. Use the gifts that you've been blessed with. Absolutely. Sometimes it's a mouth. Sometimes, 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 it's sometimes an they're physical. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're physical. Sometimes they're mental. I don't know. I mean, what can you say? Oh my God. Um, there's a whole other aspect that I want to get into, but yes. I almost want to save it. Yeah. Do you want to save it for a different episode or do um, you want to do it now? We could do it now. That is all I have for you guys today, but please check back on Wednesday for the second part of my interview with Byron. We talk about love and relationships. We talk about how he almost died. Um, we talk about working in television and how both of us are trying to carve out some more time in our lives um, to just enjoy life and not work all the time. If you want to follow Byron, you can find him at ByronC42. And if you want to follow me, obviously you can find me at the Crystal Rosa and at Loud and Curious. Byron drops a lot of knowledge in the second part of this episode, and he gives a lot of nuggets of wisdom that I'm sure that you guys, especially if you're single, do not want to miss. So please check back on Wednesday. This is going to be the first of many episodes um, that I'm going to start putting out on Wednesday, so I'm excited. If you want to get all those episodes, please subscribe to the podcast. And again, find more at loudandcurious.com. See you Wednesday. This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. And it was the first time in my life where I was forced to stop everything and address my health, yeah. which I was uh, kind of like, oh, but I'm young. It's fine. Like, yeah, like, you, I'm, you not di- it like I'm not dying. I'm not what? dying. And then I, it wasn't until the doctor, he looked at me, he was like, you do realize that your lungs are filling up with fluid. And if you waited one more day, you could have drowned or, <gasps> you know. Like, oh, it's that bad. It was that like, bad. Like, you could have died the next day. Yeah. yeah. It was that bad. And so...